Hey everyone, welcome to Yeezy's favorite podcast, The Creep Off. In this podcast, two guys who have been in nobody's cool crew at any point in time, each bring in a creep, and they present them to you. And then you, the listener, get to go to their subreddit and vote for who brought in the creepiest creep. After winning five votes, the winner makes the loser spin the dreaded Wheel of Consequences, which includes funny consequences such as the Music Room Torture Challenge or tweeting their true thoughts about the Jews. Carl. Anyways, Carl was pissed off because he doesn't know how to read a plane ticket, so he took it out in New Jersey. And just for you, Carl, I have some fun facts about New Jersey. New Jersey is sometimes referred to as the diner capital of the world. New Jersey's state dance? Square dancing. New Jersey has the tallest water tower in the world. They also have more engineers and scientists than anywhere else in the world per square mile. Anyways, that's all I got for this week. Tucker, out. Attention parents, what you're about to see is not suitable for kids. Shoot, it's not even suitable for some grown-ups. You might want to walk away now if you ain't into these type of things. I'm going to give the people what they want. Sensation, horror, shock. I'm going to deliver the goods because I'm alive and I'm not backing down. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Welcome to another edition of your favorite true crime podcast, the show about creeps, by creeps, for you creeps. Happy Halloween! I'm your host, my name is Vinny. The tower of power, too sweet to be sour. The people's champion. And joining me, it's Carl. Hey, what's happening, Vinny Paulino? How's it going, buddy? It's a special day. It's a holiday, pal. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween! I feel so festive. Yes. Last year we did a Halloween show, and it was really, really good. So it's only downhill from there because it is Halloween 2, the sequel. Let's do it again. Hey, I got a fun story for you real quick. We were talking about my time in Orlando. Yeah, I'm coming in to fix something. Keep talking. Okay. So check this out. You'll love this. Alex Stein was the, I think it was last night, went out with Bubba the Love Sponge to convicted pedophiles' houses to put signs in their yard that said, don't trick or treat here. A pedophile lives here. And they were going and knocking on their doors to confront them and say, do not hand out candy to trick or treaters. You are a child rapist. And so he was kind of nervous about that. Bubba you know, took time off from uh, fucking Grubhub to do that? Yeah, I know. Could you believe it? Dude, Alex and Bubba the Love Sponge are BFFs now for some reason, which is hilarious. I'd go do that. You know what I was wish funny? I had thought of it. Holy shit. We should go do that I was next thinking year. That. I was thinking that. I'm like, oh my God, Vinny would love this. And he, he, this is what Alex said to me. He goes, do you think I'm going to get shot? Should I be nervous? I go, dude, I've seen a bunch of these videos where they confront pedophiles. They're all pussies. Every pedophile has the same trait. They're afraid of everything. They should be. And they should be. Correct. If, if you fuck children, you're also a pussy. That's usually what, that's what my experience has been. Hot take Carl. Yeah, right? Day, right exactly. out of a cannon. That's a lot of fun. Good job on you. Good on you, Bubba. Yeah. So I was talking to um, maybe talk to Brett Hatley. Go to his house. Tell him to knock off what he's up to. I, yeah. I was talking to Alex about Bubba the Love Sponge. He's like, dude, Bubba's the greatest guy I've ever met. You know how nice of a guy he is. He let his friend fuck his wife. That's how nice of a guy he is. I'm like, well, yeah, it's a good point. Hulk strength <laughs> getting near my lady. <laughs> I'm like that is a pretty nice guy right there. You want to fuck my wife? Yeah, go ahead. Help yourself. <laughs> there she is. That. That was a weird thing. It was a weird thing. I like, know. you say I'm a wrestling fan. Yeah. Bubba loves to, yeah, like. Hulk, fuck your wife, yeah, though, right? Bret Hart is not fucking my wife. No? Not no. even Scott Hall? He's dead. Aw. It's too bad. Of course not. He's dead. What do you think of Mrs. Paulino, Carl? <laughs> How dare you? Fair enough. All right. So, Carl, we have to recap last week. Yes. And I don't want to be the one to announce this because it really fucking pisses me off oh my gosh this is another victory yeah 
Uh, so John List was the creepiest New Jerseyan last week. And uh, what have I won now? Three in a row? Four in a row? What's the score? Yeah, you're on a Reddit run. I'm on a Reddit run, baby. Because the only people who are on Reddit are assholes like you. I'm up four to two. Oh, how does that feel, Benny? Is this game point today? Is this game point? I'm asking for real. Is it game point? I don't even know. What's yeah, the score? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> I also have some good news for all of you folks that are listening. Tomorrow at 5 o'clock, I will be punching in for my shift. Oh! At Rhino's Pizza in no Western shit. New York. Tomorrow from 5 to close, I'm going to be working there. At the counter, making pickled fucking pizzas I'll be there. for assholes. I'll be there filming it. Great. How long is your shift? Five till what time do they well, close? I don't know, like 10, 30, 11. Okay, like, good. That's just the evening shift, they said. Come on in. They're like, we don't want to put you on the weekends because we know you don't know what you're doing. I mean, oh. you think, bitch, you think I don't know how to make a pizza? Yeah, you know your way around a pizza. Think, I'm going to improve your place. Because <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to throw the pickles out of the yeah. fucking alley. Take the fucking pickles off the With pizza. With the garbage. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I love it. See, see how quick I get fired. All right, cool. So one of your consequences will finally be uh, checked off. You still have yep. the other one to do. Yeah. Yep. I'm not real thrilled about that one. All right. But uh, tomorrow I'm just going to be over there at the pizza place going... Do do um, do up do do um, do up slinging pizzas. <laughs> All right, so Vinny uh, will be finally fulfilling one of his consequences tomorrow, and then next week at <laughs> this time, spinning the wheel of consequences yet again. Uh, after everyone goes on our subreddit and votes for me, because I am going to present the creepiest fuck Halloweener. Up, fuck you up. All right, you ready for this one, Vinny? Uh, am I? Yes. I present to you Frank Elba. What did Frank Elba do on Halloween in 2011, you ask? I'm glad you asked. I have the answer. He decided that he would dress up as a mad butcher. He put on an apron, put blood stains all over it. Then he hid in his yard with a real chainsaw. And as children walked by, he jumped out. Wielding the chase at the children. A 12-year-old girl known as Leslie Garcia was freaked out by this. This was a little bit scary for her. So she went, get me the fuck out of here. Running into the street, she got hit by an F-250 truck. <laughs> In fact, you know what? I actually might even have the... Uh, oh, no. I might even have the audio. Oh, I have it right here. That was her running away from the chainsaw guy. <laughs> oh, man. That's uh, terrible. So this guy, put he didn't have the chain on the thing, did he? Oh, yeah. It was the whole thing. It was it was legit. He had the chain on it. Like the, the thing that would murder a child. Correct. I mean, and was... he scared a child into running into the street. By <laughs> so she suffered injuries to her head, <laughs> neck, arms, legs, back, and spine. Who says this isn't a comedy show? Although she survived... Leslie will experience a lifetime of pain and psychological trauma, according to her father's lawsuit against Elba Aww. and Elba's insurance company. Where, where, my daddy, my daddy, where? So this guy, the, the father of this twelve-year-old girl, doesn't think that was a good prank. <laughs> he thinks maybe that was kind of fucked up. What he did. That's why I present to you, Frank Elba, the creepiest Halloweener. What do you got, Vinny? That that's your whole presentation. Yeah, it's pretty fucking good. Wasn't a guy it? who started an accident. I think it's pretty good. I'm pretty proud of it. All right. We're you know going- what is funny, though? I'm so glad you sent me the ones that we did last year, because literally when I was researching it, I, th- I think I found the guy that you presented last year, and I was like, oh, yeah. I'm doing this one. I'm like, oh, shit, we are. Okay, we yeah, that that, the guy I did last year is the, the the one that they call the man who killed Halloween, Yeah, the because one- he poisoned his own kid's pixie sticks. Yeah. yeah, he started all those stupid rumors, like, oh, have your parents check your candy. No, actually, that's the problem. Don't yes. let your parents near Don't candy. Don't let your parents even yeah. your parents know you have it. Uh, you should check to see if you're on the life insurance policy before you go eating the candy that your parents inspected. That would be my advice. You could go back and listen to last year's episode if you want to know that whole story. Okay. Now, on Halloween night, 1957, it was late around 11 p.m. It's Los Angeles. Hairstylist Peter Fabiano. What a great name for a hairstylist. I'd go to that guy. Yeah. Uh, maybe you should try him. I have a hairstylist, Vinny. I'm good. I'm good with hairstylists at this time. Thank you. So, By the way, someone accused me. I saw this in the subreddit. 
they think that I'm using um, just for men or something. That I'm I'm dyeing my facial hair. You know, hair. your beard really does look darker. It's not. It's getting grayer and grayer every day. I've I've never. Dude, I actually thought the same thing like two weeks ago when That's I was looking funny. at you. And like when I looked at you today, I was like, oh, it looks like it's washing out a little bit. Well, I, I maybe gets, Carl saw the subreddit. It gets longer. So but... now he's just like he's not putting in as much, or he's just changing <laughs> how much he. I uses. used to dye my hair. I I didn't like going gray. I used to dye the sides and the back, and then. Uh, my wife, who does my hair, just stopped doing it. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I guess we're not doing that anymore." So I haven't, uh, I haven't dyed my hair in, in many years. But I thought that was funny. All right. Anyway, moving just, on. Just go gray with some dignity. Now you go. Okay. <laughs> Halloween night, nineteen fifty-seven. It's eleven p.m. in Los Angeles when hairstylist Peter Fabiano got into bed with his wife Betty. It was too late for kids to be out trick or treating, but the doorbell rang. The man grabbed a bowl of candy, walked down to. To answer the door, as he answers the door, his wife describes hearing a loud pop. Betty, his wife, runs downstairs to find her husband, Peter, lying in a pool of blood, shot in the chest and unconscious. This was quite the mystery. They called an ambulance. Peter never woke up. The only witnesses to the shooting. He wasn't sleeping. What do you mean he never woke up? <laughs> he just decided to take a nap. He never regained consciousness. <laughs> yeah, okay. He never woke up. <laughs> he was shot dead and never woke up. Forgive me for being dramatic. The only witness to the shooting was a teenager who saw a car speeding away from the neighborhood. There were no gun shells left at the scene, and nothing had been taken from the house, despite them owning two very successful hair salons. Now, this is the 50s. So the first thing Betty does with the cop show is she starts popping Valium. And mm. she's like a comatose, like, ah. and so the cops have no idea what the fuck happened to this guy. That's only great. that somebody was trick-or-treating at 11 o'clock at night and shot the guy in the chest. Okay. So at first they think it's a, like a gang hit or something. Like this guy owed money to the mob or something. No connections. The guy is a business owner. He's a fucking hairstylist, for Christ's sake. So... When by the time Betty sobers up a few days later mm -hmm. and gives her account of the story, she explained that she thought there were two people at the front door, two men with one pretending to be a woman. That was frowned upon back then. There's a girls. lot of things that were frowned yeah. upon in this story. Pal. That's back when men were men and girls were girls. And sometimes ladies are guys. I guess. When asked if Peter had any enemies, she gave them one name. The name of my creep today Joan Rabble. That's right. She's a lady. Ish. Joan Rabble was born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. She tried to make a career as a writer and photographer. She sailed around the Americas in 1957. She was getting divorced and she was looking for a job. So she started working in Peter Fabian's salon. Okay. Now, she became very close friends with Betty. Fast friends, in fact, Carl. Good. She was welcomed into the family. And. Peter kind of became threatened by the closest of the two women. Yeah, you don't want those bitches talking. Yeah. Bad things are going to happen. Did you see the bangs Peter put on that guy, <laughs> on that lady? When Peter and Betty began having problems in their marriage, Betty moved in with Joan. Oh. This is getting, this is getting hot. This is fucking salacious. This I'm whole liking thing. this, yeah. The Los Angeles Times described the pair's relationships, quote, as abnormal, which, folks, that's uh, 50s code for gay. That's right, Carl. Betty eventually decided that her marriage to Peter was worth saving, and she told Peter about the affair she'd been having with Joan. They reconciled because he's like, that's pretty hot, Betty. Hey, hey. you want to have sex with ladies? Why don't you do it over in my bedroom? Hey. hey. <laughs> Come on. You know the kids are already over here. Whatever. So there was one condition to that reconciling. Okay. No more Joan. Oh, that's, a, that's lame. So, I know where everybody's thinking, that Joan obviously drove there and shot the guy in the chest. Well, not exactly, folks. This is why I think this woman is a psychotic creep. Okay. The same year, 1957, Joan met a woman named Goldine Pfizer. She's a medical secretary. They became friends as well. They spent their free time together as well, drinking coffee and gossiping. Okay. If that doesn't make you hit, she gossip too, everybody. Oh, yeah. Meh, 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 meh. It's How do you know a girl's gossiping? Her mouth is moving. Dare giveaway. Right. <laughs> oh, we already did that joke. 
It's reported that Goldie was also uh, of the uh, uh, LGBTQ community, but had spent her life suppressing her feelings. There was no LGBTQ community in 1957. They okay. weren't an organized, but they were a community, <laughs> my friend, because these two certainly found each other. Yep. She had been uh, suppressing her feelings and had married a man who she had recently divorced. Now, Goldine was later described as naive and easily influenced by friends. It was during these uh, fun morning coffee meetings where uh, Joan would start telling Goldine about this real fu- this asshole, mm-hmm. Peter Fabiano, mm-hmm. this guy. He deals drugs, you know. He's a drug dealer, and he, he to kids. He deals drugs to kids, and he beats his wife. Mm. Oh, and she's such she was my good friend, and I was trying to help her. What are the bad and- parts, though? What's bad about him? Well, tell that to the uh, to the lady who just decided she didn't to want to deal with and Dick lets anymore. His, lets his wife know uh, who's boss. Who's boss? What's wrong with this? Uh, there's some people would find some issues with the situation. Okay. Now, and she's like, I worked for him. He was evil, and he was so mean, and what he did to his wife, and she she was terrible. Now, this is all because Joan had a plan. Okay. She saw Mark here. She wasn't looking for a lover, dude. She was looking for a patsy. Yeah, I'm way ahead of you, by the way. If you think you're setting up a story that I'm not, I'm going to be surprised by. We got, we get it. Okay, so <laughs> she gets Goldine yeah. some cash. She buys a 38 Smith and Wesson. Goes outside the house on Halloween night. Joan waits in the car. Joan yep. is sitting in the fucking car. Sure. They wait for the lights to go on the house, and then they send her. Dressed like a dude with a little mustache, with a fake mustache on, and a Robin mask from like Batman and Robin just Jesus covering the eyes. Christ. Like she's the fucking Hamburglar. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, I know. I mean, who are you fooling, honey? <laughs> so Goldine gets to the door. She gave the testimony later that when Peter opened the door, he said, It's a little late for this, isn't it? And she got off a real good response. Yeah, you know what she said? She goes, <laughs> no, what did she say? She goes, no. And then lifted up. She had the gun in a brown paper bag, shot him right in the chest, and mm. then ran back to the car. When she got back to the car, Joan kissed her and whispered, thank you. Whatever happened to just like throwing toilet paper over the tree out front, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, but you got to shoot a guy. Now, here's why I think Joan's extra fucking awful. Okay. Not only did yeah, I'm not she, even sure the creep is yet. It's it's Joan. Joan, okay. Joan is because Joan is number one tried to break up the, these people's happy marriage. <laughs> okay, and then she also, <laughs> and then she also is getting this duped woman who's just lived a life and is trying to fucking be happy into murdering someone for her. Who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? I mean, I mean, yeah. So. You got to admit, like, you would assume that this, like, Goldine's fucking in love with her, right? I, I just think? have one question for you, Betty. So, I mean, what's the interesting part? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I, um, uh, that's not cool. Continue with your presentation. I oh, I was looking for my don't interrupt me cut button, and I got the new board, and I couldn't find it. <laughs> Here, I'll do it myself. Don't interrupt me, cut. Wait, What? <laughs> <laughs> that would always make sense. That one kills me. Okay. All right. So they get they they borrowed the car from some other lady that Joan knew. Okay. They get the car back there, and Goldeen thinks these two are gonna fucking go scissor off into the sunset together. <laughs> and, fucking, <laughs> and Joan is like, hey, listen, uh, pretend you never met me. Bye. Yeah, right. And fucking walks the other way. And Goldeen is all fucking heartbroken. Sure. And the cops. Of, like this takes a couple of days to get it out of Betty because Betty's all fucking doped up on Valium. Sure. And when they find out, they say, "Go find uh, the woman that uh, I think would do this is Joan Rabble." So they didn't have enough evidence to arrest her. They start looking into her relationships. They get an anonymous tip. They find the gun because Goldine went and fucking put it in a safety de- or a lockbox in some business. Okay. She didn't throw it away. Sure. She's like, I got to keep this for my next murder when I meet my next girlfriend who wants me to kill for. Yeah, guns aren't for one use only. Yeah. So here's my favorite part of the story. Yeah. I found this very interesting. Uh, Goldine gets arrested. She tells police, uh, it's a relief to get this off of my mind. Like, that's how simple of a person we're talking about. Yep. Joan was ev- eventually arrested, and the two women went through several examinations with psychiatrists because, as the court believed, Homosexuality may have made them unfit to stand trial. <laughs> How fucked up is that? <laughs> 1957 California. Did you put your mouth on that girl's pussy? 
you're fucked in the head. What is yeah. wrong with you? Why would you do such a thing? Get them out of here. <laughs> Send them to the insane asylum. Wow. That's interesting. They ended up being charged with first degree murder. And because it was a crime of the heart, they got to plead it down to second degree. They got sentenced to five years to life in prison. Goldeen was out by 1971. And uh, nobody knows. I think Joan died in jail. There's not a lot I mean, of records about knows. it. There's no records about it. Well, actually, I'm sorry. She didn't die in jail. She got out of jail. Oh, okay. and they don't know what happened to her. Okay. Gotcha. So Joan Rabble's fucking dead. And uh, that's my creep this week. All right. The purveyors of the trick-or-treat murder. Some hot fucking lesbo talk on the creep-off. Wow. Wasn't ready for that. Yeah. I, I, I can't believe you didn't pull the Scissor Me Timbers uh, Mr. Garrison drop for that one. Oh, right? I forgot. You know what I was looking for? <laughs> I was looking for a Howard... Ooh, ooh, lesbians, Robin. <laughs> I, I think that's going to find that anywhere. I think that's good enough right there. Yeah. Cool. All right. Is that the end of our presentation for Creepiest Halloweener? Yeah. So your guy uh, scared a kid into the street. Yeah. Instead <laughs> <Get him by laughs> a 12-year-old go running into you the know, road. It's not the laugh off, Carl. It is the creep off. And this woman fucking mind scissor fucked a lady into murder. But, you know, whatever. All right. That we'll means, see what people decide on Reddit. That means it's time for... Creepos. That's right. This is the part of the show where we get real petty. And we talk about other true crime podcasts and why they suck. And they why suck. we're the best. They're the worst. And we've been presenting a variety of true crime podcasts since we've been doing the Who Are These Creepos portion of the show. Some huge shows that make a lot of money. Some not-so-big shows with a couple of girls drinking wine and reading Wikipedia. This one is, I will say this, near and dear to my heart, Vinny. All right. This is a podcaster who I've come in contact with. This is a person who tried to ruin my life. I am speaking about... Oh, you're going to get us canceled, goddammit! Marissa Jones and The Vanished. Now... I reviewed this show on Who Are These Podcasts about five years ago. <laughs> Happy Halloween. And I had tens of thousands of people try to get me fired from my job because this woman has no sense of humor and thinks that she is saving the world with her stupid fucking podcast that is boring as shit. Let me play for you. This is what she thinks she's doing. Someone doesn't want him found because if he's found, it opens Pandora's box to all of the other things that were going on. And that's why we need help from the people that listen to your podcast. This woman thinks by talking to family members of people who have disappeared that she's going to find them. She's not. She never will. She doesn't have that big of a reach. And even if she did, these people are lost for a reason. And this is the thing that I was trying to say the last time I reviewed this show. Some people just want to be gone. They don't want to be around their family anymore or their friends. Maybe they committed some type of crime and they changed their identity and they get the fuck out of town. And this woman acts like every person who's lost is a victim. Not true. Some people just want right. to be lost. All right. I can agree with that. And uh, this is interesting because they're talking about this person who disappeared in 1994. So this is 20 years ago. I mean, this is, well, no, 30. Right. 30 years ago. This person is, you're not going to find this person. This is 30 years ago. But let's set the table for what 1994 was. 1994 was the year of The Lion King which went on to be the highest-grossing animated film of all time. Ace of Base was at the top of the charts with their hit, The Sign. It was also the year that Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman were murdered, and O.J. Simpson took police on that infamous police chase. For the Green family, 1994 was the year that changed the trajectory of their entire lives. Oh, boring! Boring! The way she presents is awful. I you know, can't believe this is a professional podcast. If Ace of Base is not the subject of your true crime podcast, there's no reason to bring them up. Oh, also, 1994, uh, there was a guy named Nelson Mandela who became president of South Africa. You didn't bring that up. What are you, racist? Why didn't you bring that up, Marissa that Jones? That was the biggest story of the year. That's the story of 1994, Marissa Jones. 
The fuck's your problem? <laughs> All right, that's silly. Anyway, so this woman is terrible at presenting. She's so fucking boring. And her show format is she just lets family members of people who are missing talk. So she doesn't, like, remind them about how missing their person is in the middle of it like Nancy Grace does? Dude, this is not a show format. This is the laziest podcaster. She pretends like she's solving problems. She's not doing any of that. She's just profiting from people's misery. And by the way, they always blame the police. Every episode I've heard of this show, the police didn't do what they needed to fucking do. I'm going to murder Shuli's fucking buddy, Vinny. He's texted me 3,000 times in the last five minutes. And it, it, he's fucking out of control. I, I need to block this Who asshole. Is he? Vinny, the attorney. He, he, he just fucking texted. Shut the fuck up, asshole. Is that what's happening during the show? Yes. Right now? Yes. It's a, is he texting you about the show? It's a No. He's never texted me about the show. Anyway, sorry. I got, I'm got. i getting very distracted. I'm on a thread with Shuli and Vinny, and neither of them will stop fucking texting. I feel like I'm hanging out with 15-year-old girls right now. Anyway, let's get back to the show format. Must be nice to get a text from Shuli. This is Paul's some, never right. This is some lazy-ass podcasting right here. Call me in the morning, you know, go do whatever, you know, you're going to do or whatever, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. And my sister grabbed the phone, and she hung it up. It was sometime shortly after this call with Jared that he ultimately disappeared. He was such a special person in Shannon's life, and life simply would never be the same without him. Vinny, this is what this show is for an hour. It's really not. You're right. It's not a format. No. It's basically just designed to make people feel bad. Correct. And this woman doesn't present well. It's She has no charisma at all. How did she? Get, well, you know, that's the thing. What's that old expression about how like the more biting the 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 humor, the smaller the audience? Mm. If you could just be as boring and as shitty as possible, maybe that's the secret to all of it. You know what? Honestly, I think the reason why Marissa Jones, because I know a little bit about this, because I had a conversation with Mike Boudet about it. Oh, by the way, um, that was a um... mm, drop. But anyway, uh, Marissa Jones is one of these people who got into true crime podcasting very early on. Uh-huh. And when Serial came out and the whole genre exploded, she was one of the podcasts that was available. And that's why she's done so well, because she's terrible at it. She doesn't broadcast well. Her show format sucks. She acts like she's a journalist interviewing people whose family member went missing and not talking to the police, not talking to anyone who like was maybe an enemy of that person. Just getting one side of the story and presenting it like, this is the facts. Like, no, this is not the facts. Marissa. Yeah, you can never trust the family no. of someone who disappeared. Most of the time, as you may have pointed out earlier, they're the problem. Correct. Correct. A lot of the times, these people are like, I hate my family. I'm getting the fuck out of here. And then she talks to the family like, oh, that person never would have left. Well, Maybe well, they would have. Maybe you they don't know. It's also one of those situations where the people that are always suspected by the police are always the people who are in the immediate vicinity. And if somebody was murdered, odds are it was someone very close to them most yes. of the time. Right. So it's probably one of the family members. <laughs> Good How point. Many, like secret murderers do you think Good she's point. had odd who's just pointing fingers at other yeah. people? Oh, please help us find this person. I mean, I, probably not in my backyard. Probably not. I've looked everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I already checked my backyard. Definitely not back <laughs> yeah, don't there. there. Don't check there. Don't check there. Definitely not there. I checked. It's... All so they're, they're, she's talking to a woman who was dating this guy, Jared Green, who's been missing since 1994. And this woman runs out of things to say about this guy very quickly. He would write me letters that were just so kind and he would make me homemade cards. You know, and this is a teenage guy. You know, I mean, he was just always surprising me. I mean, always. That's fascinating. Please go on. Oh, yeah. He made you a homemade card. Yeah. Wow. Couldn't get a job. What a fuck. Yeah. Wow. What a, what a compelling story. Fucking Romeo. About this 18-year-old. So they presented as if, like, this poor kid, just a nice guy, all of a sudden, one day, they find his car in a Walmart parking lot, and he's nowhere to be found. But then there's, like, weird things like this that come up. When Shannon spoke to Jared, he was clearly upset and scared about something. It would later come out that Jared had loaned a friend a gun, and on the evening of his disappearance... He asked for the gun back. Jared stated that he needed it for protection from someone. Uh. It was clear that Jared felt that his life was in danger. And that danger must have been real, since Jared was never seen or heard from again. 
Well, no, I don't think that's true at all, Marissa. He, you ever loan someone a gun, Vinny? No, that's not something people. <laughs> that's not something people do. And then he's like, and then he needed his gun back because he was scared. Well, could it have been something else? Maybe that he needed his gun back for. That's a fucking weird story right there. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, can I borrow that? I gotta. I'm- Need it for protection for my life because I'm going to disappear. It's possible that he shot someone and then skipped town. I'm just saying that she never presents that as a possibility, but it's possible. The next week, there's a person was shot on the other side of town. <laughs> All right. Mysteriously. And how how is Marissa Jones? Vinny, try to figure out where this woman's from. What accent is this? But like most young adults, he spent a lot of his time hanging out with friends. Hanging out with friends. She talks like she's trying to sound human. He spent most of his time hanging out with friends. I don't... fuck is that? It's not a good... Baltimore? Yeah, (laughs) right. It's something like that. I don't know. That's not It's Nancy Grace adjacent. Maybe that's where she's getting this from. Nancy would have been like, And your child has been missing since 1994. He must be very, very dead. (laughs) Yeah. No, Nancy Grace would say this. I also have a child, but I know where he is. It must suck for you to not know where your child is. My baby boy was born in 1998, (laughs) and he's recently graduated high school and college and is doing well. Thank you for asking. All right, so let's talk to... Let's go back to your dead boy. Let's talk to a family member who wants to blame the police. They were like, well, he's he's 20... He could be off doing whatever he wants. Maybe he doesn't want to be found. I mean, they absolutely did not care. They were not interested in investigating. They were not interested. They had no urgency around his disappearance at all. Because they're like, well, he's an adult. So, you know, there you go. He just wandered off. And we're like, no, you don't understand. He would never, ever, ever do that. They were not interested. So we called the state police. And they basically gave us the same thing. Basically, everybody told us there's really nothing we can do. Yeah, correct. When an adult is no longer around, it's likely he doesn't want you to find him. The police don't need to get involved in that. Let's blame the cops a little bit more, though. And it, it moved around from investigator to investigator. And what we were told was, essentially, anytime they had a new person that they brought in, like the rookie investigator, they'd slide Jared's case over and say, okay, here, go work on this. So they were getting- They'd also switch the salt and the sugar in the break room <laughs> just to fuck with them. So they were putting investigators on it routinely? That sounds like a good thing, right? She's like, oh my gosh, and they just kept giving it to different investigators to try to find, like, what do you want? See if you could find Brandon Rook. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, seriously, what else do you want? That sounds like a pretty good thing if you're trying to find a guy. I don't know. I could be right. But let's find out the real reason why this show exists, Vinny. Thrive Cosmetics makes high-performance beauty and skincare products with clean, skin-loving ingredients. No parabens, sulfates, or phthalates. It's all advertising. Hold on a second. What's the promo code? Yeah, it's all just fun. Yeah. Oh, um, my brother is missing is the promo code. If you want 50% off your first order. <laughs> Prof- <laughs> profiting from pain is the promo code. This is my favorite thing, though. Blood, type in blood money. So there's a lot of advertising on this show. You get 15% off your and first And she presents order. it so poorly. Even the advertising reads, I'm like, this is so boring. Who would listen? What kind of boring assholes listen to the show? So I went on her Patreon. I'm like, how much money is this woman making on Patreon? Of course, she hides that. But I did see how many patrons she has. 283. Okay. That's less than we have, many. A lot. Ha, 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 and let me read ha, to you the description on Patreon. The Vanish Podcast is dedicated to sharing the stories of missing person cases that have gone cold. Your generous donations will help defray some of my costs, allow me to purchase better equipment, and one day travel to investigate cases further. Oh, yeah, we need you on the fucking job. What are you going to do? Go have a cup of coffee and listen to a widow, bitch? <laughs> Seriously. Shut up, Marissa. Oh, I need to start traveling to investigate further. No, you don't. No one needs that. And then under goals, it doesn't say what the goal is, but she's 72% of the way there. How about find something, anything? Yeah, here's, here's her goal. I produce this podcast out of my own pocket. 
contributions would help me cover the production costs and purchase better equipment. Marissa, your your show is all advertising. Get, buy better equipment. I don't know what to tell you. You have the money. Go buy some fucking better equipment. And stop threatening to sue me. This woman DM'd me on Facebook saying I'll see you in court. Still wait, Marissa. Sue me. Still waiting. Bring it. Did you have to do the Subi part on the creep off? Could you have done that on WADP at least? Bring it. Let's go. I can't wait to tell a courtroom that I was under duress during this segment. <laughs> I cannot wait to just throw you right under the bus. All right. I, I just want to I'm remind kidding. everyone whose idea this segment was. Creepos. That's the voice of Vinnie Paulino, everybody. <laughs> You're welcome. Carl, so, uh, great that, presentation. She sucks. She su- that show is garbage. It is so bad. And uh, of all the true crime shows that suck, that is the suckiest bunch of suck that ever sucked. And can I say there's nothing suckier than a phony. Yeah. Very well said, Vinny. I guess that means it's time for voicemails, yeah? Yeah, let's do it. All right, they're brought to you by our good friends in Syracuse. The Creep Off voicemail segment is brought to you by the city of Syracuse. Happy Halloween from all of us in Syracuse, and remember these safe and fun trick-or-treating tips. One, travel in groups. Two, wear neutral gang colors. And finally, three, know which houses have the good meth. See you in Syracuse. Talk about a house of horrors, that fucking place. Carl, I just got an email from someone and... Marissa Jones' attorney? (laughs) (laughs) Cease and desist. (laughs) Says, I have a secret source that says Carl is cheating. This is why he moved the vote to Reddit. And then they attached a wave file. Okay. I don't know what this is, but I'm going to give this a gamble because let's, if there's evidence here, I yeah, want to hear let's it. Let's listen to it. Those lists, I know you try to manipulate and control the narrative. <laughs> I know you're the king of Reddit. <laughs> you're the king of uh, fake accounts. Oh, Chad, why are you so out of breath there, buddy? <laughs> What's lists, going on? I know you try to manipulate and Hold control on. the narrative. I know you're the king of Reddit. <sighs> you're the king of uh, fake accounts. That's a guy having a meltdown. That guy is having a fucking mental break. Oh, oh! So you're just gonna bash his character? Yeah, Chad he's Zubac, presenting yeah. evidence. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it was really good evidence he presented. He thinks I have fake accounts on Reddit. It's insane. That's retarded, Chad. You're an idiot. You're a dumb idiot. And by the way, people, nah, we gotta move the vote. We gotta move the vote again. I, I believe him. I'm fine with that. I believe also it. Also, fake accounts somewhere. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> people accuse people of having sock accounts always have sock accounts. Oh, Christ. Every fucking time. All right. Uh, here's a caller who's annoyed with me, apparently. Okay. Probably me more so than you. Good. Hey, Vinny Carl. First time, long time. Love the show, but I got to call you guys out on something. Sometimes you guys are the cringiest, cliche atheists I've ever heard. The only thing missing from it would be like you guys tipping your fedora at the camera. I had to listen to Vinny proceed to comment about a pedophile with, and this is why I hate church people. Get to new arguments. Grow the fuck up. You're cliche as fuck. All right, love you guys. Well, I, I agree. I agree with that, caller. It, it is like kind of hack. Be like, oh, church people suck. Like, yeah. One of these, oh, fuck you all. I agree with that, caller. Okay. We'll, we'll do better. I have a call for us. Oh, good. This is for the creep off. Give me a break, Vinny. Are you trying to tell me that there isn't some pedophile who rapes a kid and then fires a new federal law every other day, every other week in New Jersey? I voted for Carl this week. That was, that was weak. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Thank Thanks for the vote. Raped a child's dead body. Yeah. What a normal. Yeah. Not a creep. All right. Here's another voicemail. Uh, <laughs> How did you lose with that one? <laughs> because of your fucking stock accounts. <laughs> You lose with that one. It's literally why Megan's Law exists. <laughs> I love this show. That's what this I'm show saying. is getting great. It used to suck, but now I really I think it's really good. <laughs> Since I've been on a four-week winning streak, I've really been enjoying this show. <laughs> it's never been better. Uh, oh, god damn it! Ugh. Hey, so on the last version of the creep off, there was um, a couple mentions of a body being hidden in tall grass which reminded me of something how does a scotsman find a sheep standing in tall grass very satisfying (laughs) see you 
All right. Great show. I like that one. <laughs> All right. If Chad's listening, you can seal that joke. It's funnier than anything you've ever said on stage. All right. We got some comments okay. on our old pal uh, that we read a letter from last week. Oh, right. I forgot the song last week. So a lot of people had thoughts on the uh, on the letter from Podcast Hitman. Yeah. Here's one. Hey, um, please don't fucking pay Podcast Hitman uh, money. Don't Please don't put money on his books. It's funny that he wrote a letter and playing into his, like, like weird attention-seeking from jail, but maybe uh, putting money on the books of, like, a murderer might be a step too fucking far. I don't know. I mean, what a fucking shame that he has to go without his favorite snacks or confectionaries or a pack of cards while sitting in jail for, for murder. So, uh, I don't know. Hey, Carl. Bye. You know, I honestly feel like maybe we should throw Give Podcast Hitman 100 bucks on the wheel consequence. Oh, that's a great idea. Or we can put that on our Patreon description. We can say, please help us give Podcast Hitman money for much-needed cigarettes while he's in prison. A, be- a beloved murderer. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think this might be... Uh... I think this might actually be a call from prison from Podcast Hitman. All right. Oh, why didn't he talk to me? <laughs> Nobody gets my side of the story. It's not fair. Also, I'm going to fuck your wife. <laughs> yeah. God, I hope they fucking hang you, Hitman. Christ. Um, I let did, my brother... Your... I've been waiting to hear this all week. Did you give it to Jenny to read? And oh, when yeah. she saw that, what was her response? I didn't tell her anything about it. I just let her read it. How, I... how many vodka sodas was she into? <laughs> oh, no, this was in the afternoon. Okay. And uh, I just heard from the from the kitchen... Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> she was, and then her her brother's in town. My brother-in-law was staying with us last night, and I just gave it to him to read, and I didn't warn him what was in it. <laughs> I know it's not funny. It's not fun. I That's know. a fun prank to play on the family. Hey, I got great <laughs> some correspondence here. Here's someone yelling at me. Actually, hold on a second. We'll get back to that one. This is going great. Sorry, we had so many calls this week, and I thought I I labeled it right. I didn't. So this one is uh, somebody wants to comment on our bonus episode that we released on Patreon and Supercast last week. Oh, great episode. It was a banger. We watched uh, Lyle Stevenson. Yep. Phenomenal. Fucking a Paul Lind impersonator trying to hit on boys at a payphone. It was the creepiest thing I've ever seen. I felt so dirty after watching that again. Oh, no, guys. I just finished the bonus episode, and you're telling me that there's a dog that sniffs cum? Okay. Somebody <laughs> out there, like, whoever's idea that was, he's a fucking problem. Like, <laughs> hey, guys, I was just, you know, hanging out with the canines and the canine unit. I was just thinking, you know, you have to just sniff everything, you know? We, we bring drugs by and have them sniff drugs, and mm-hmm. I was just thinking maybe I could uh, take one home for a bit and... uh <laughs> Maybe have it sniff come. <laughs> fucking gross! <laughs> this dog's a fucking entire existence. <laughs> it's not. I mean, I'm. I think busting drugs is pretty terrible. Yeah. But at least the dog's gonna sniff drugs. This one has to sniff some old guy's fucking crusty cum. <laughs> <laughs> fucking gross. Uh, okay, that voice felt entertained me. Yeah, you kept the energy up. It was a little long, but I let I, it go, dude. I we didn't even bring that up. Point. We didn't even bring that up. Like, who's the guy who trained this dog? Can that guy be arrested, please? Who trained a dog to sniff cum? Yeah, and her name is April, by the way. Uh, yeah, she's a dog, good girl. Yeah, dog, yeah, she's a good girl. Ugh. Yuck. Uh, all right. Actually, I think I have a, a drop for that. Okay, that's gross. <laughs> that is gross. I fucked up last week. The person who did our amazing, our amazing new scum parade jingle that we're going to hear in a second mm. is called to yell at me. Oh, good. God damn it, Finny. It's junk food king, not fast food king. What is this a fucking, is this to get me back for spelling you and Carl's names wrong in the email I sent you? Sure. Anyway, love the show. Uh, glad you guys like the jingle. Uh, go fuck your cat. <laughs> 
This guy's mad because we didn't call him Junk Food King. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus <You> know, Christ. <laughs> I... <laughs> what kind of moniker is that? How dare you get my name wrong, sir? I'm the Junk Food King. I am royalty, sir. Yes. All right. Well, let's. Uh, <laughs> let, you ready for a scum prank, Carl? Yes, I am. All right. Let's get after it. Scum parade. Take me on a raid of these fuck charades that these creeps have made. Scum parade. Vinny and Carl gonna tell you about some fuck shit. Scum parade. Like stories of a kid fucked by his mom or dad. Soaking up the blood of a cat's I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings, Junk Food Keg. We really like that one. I love that one. That one's really Thank great. Thank you, sir. Uh, you know what? I'd really like it if the jingles department would uh, work on that theme song that we talked about yeah, for like two years. I already forgot. I already forgot about it. Let's go to. I uh, bet you if I told everybody what it was, a listener would make it before you ever did. Oh, yeah, for sure. Let's go to the nation's capital, shall we, Vinny? <laughs> Let's do it, Carl. All right. Uh, a suspect has been arrested in Washington, D.C. After a woman claimed he poured a gallon of urine on her as she was walking downtown. James Walker Jr., 55, was arrested for... Whoa! Who? What's his name? James Walker Donald Jr. Donald <laughs> it's, it's a different one now, okay? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, he's way older than 55. Yeah, that's that true. One. You know, his headshot, though, that I'm looking at over here, looks like he's still in his 20s. Why is that? I wonder. I got to tell you a thing about Jimmy Walker. <laughs> yeah. He is the grumpiest motherfucker. <laughs> but I very much like him as a person. Oh, yeah? He's fascinating, dude. Like, people used to go, the people that used to come and hang out and write with him back in the day, like fucking Shanlane and shit like that, you got to be a cool guy to hang out in that crowd. And, Maybe just have a sitcom that people thought you'd get to work too. That yeah. that's also. I know he sounds thing. like he's an asshole, but all right. But I don't know. He's a he's funny in a grumpy kind of way. I think he doesn't throw pee on women, as far as I know. So I'll just clear that up right now. Only in the bedroom. That's right. Officers responded to a report of an assault at around nine thirty a.m. on a Friday. <laughs> it was a salty assault. <laughs> <laughs> the soggy assailant. Uh. Carl, yes. this guy had a gallon of piss on a Friday morning at 9.30. Dude, I never throw piss on a chick before noon. That's the first just, piss of the morning yeah, is brutal to do no, to someone. No, you can't do that. That's not cool. She <laughs> that's said, more of like a late afternoon thing, don't you think? Chucking piss on a chick? I feel like that's a late, sunny afternoon weekend Yeah, activity. weekend. Right, right. Not a weekday Go down to the park. We'll throw the Frisbee some piss. Sure. Be a good time. Sure. She said her head and face were covered in urine. She was not seriously hurt. <laughs> Witnesses reported hearing the woman scream and seeing a man grab her from behind and pour a gallon of liquid on her head. Like, what a good prank. How many peas is that? A gallon? That's got to take some time, right? How long? Let me ask you this question. Yeah. How long do you think and how much liquid do you think stuttering John's first piss of the morning? How much I, liquid do you think it produces? I think he drools a gallon. I, I just think the drool coming out of his face is probably a gallon of liquid. Would you rather have stuttery jod piss thrown on you or a homeless guy's piss thrown on you? A homeless guy. Yep. Good answer. <laughs> Until John becomes that homeless guy. <laughs> then I'll change my answer. Because <laughs> that's what's coming up next. I would love it if like this guy turns out he used to work for Man Cow. Like, he was just <laughs> another, he's another morning show guy who just failed downwards. All right. Let's move on to Victorville, California. Yep. A man wearing a Pennywise the Clown mask from the movie It sexually assaulted a woman in a parking lot and then robbed another one in an ATM. Wow, it's like uh, being in the movie. It's like uh, not uh, smell-o-vision, not rape-o-vision. 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 Wow, it's like I'm in the movie It. This is, whoa, I'm getting raped. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> and then it cost me 500 bucks. <laughs> so police said on Tuesday officers responded to the Arrowhead Credit Union after a 54-year-old woman called 911 and said she was robbed of $500 in cash by a man wearing a clown mask and a red sweatshirt. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, she got off easy. <laughs> by the way, all the victims in this case, she's the one who got off easy. As the deputies drove to the bank, they spotted a man walking in the area who matched the physical description of the suspect. They quickly detained Hernandez with no incident. 
During the investigation, the victim positively identified him as the man who robbed her, and deputies recovered the $500 in stolen cash inside of his backpack. And the cops are like, okay, 10% for us. Here yep. you go. Here, here's your $370, ma'am. <laughs> then the deputy said they learned above a crime committed by Hernandez minutes before the robbery occurred. Yeah. A second victim, a 50-year-old woman, called 911 to report she had been sexually assaulted in the parking lot of the El Supermarket by an unknown man wearing a clown mask and a red sweatshirt. And the craziest part is he raped her with a balloon animal. Do you think that he put the clown makeup on his Ooh. dick? <laughs> Do you think he put the clown makeup on his dick, too? Because that would be like going the extra mile. Wow. So the woman was positively identified Hernandez as the man who assaulted her as well. He's been booked, into, uh, and he's on a $200,000 bond. He's charged with robbery, assault, and sexual battery. Happy Halloween, everybody. It came on that lady. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. This next story is not very fun, but they they won me over when they said uh, bionic arm. There's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The headline for the story is pretty good. Yeah, a father allegedly abused his daughter by burying her alive and beating her with his metal reinforced arm to punish her. What's the point of having a robot arm if you're not using it to beat children, Vinny? I ask you. Well, I present to you the jury. Beating kids what is and masturbating. <laughs> it's really the only reason you would have a robotic arm, yeah. isn't it? Interesting. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Well, yeah. to rethink that. Don't you ever now? want to get a hand job by a robot? <laughs> it's it's not gay because it's your oh. <laughs> or is it? It's not gay. It's a male robot. Dude, hand. Yeah. No, you, robots don't have a uh, sexuality. Dude, we're all. You're telling me robots. you would let. You're telling me you would let Data give you a hand job? Yeah. For sure. Okay. We're all going to be fucking robots in the next 10 or 15 years, Finny. I mean, I'm, I want to get out in front of it and just say it's not gay. All right. And but, all those images you're going to find of me on the internet. <laughs> I am saying this is not gay at all. It's totally normal to fuck a robot. There it is. He's been charged with three counts of aggravated assault and one count of strangulation, unlawful restraint, false imprisonment of a minor, and endangering the welfare of a child. John Edward Kraft, 50 years old, of Greene County. Green County District Attorney David Russo told local media there are numerous allegations that are very severe and barbaric in nature. The Kraft was arrested after the six-year-old siblings reportedly told police about the brutal punishments that he gave to their younger sibling. He would bury her in the yard when he believes she is lying. Dude, it's literally that Bill Cosby joke. I brought you into this world and I can take you out. This guy took that very seriously. He's like, it's my kid. Of course I can bury her alive. <laughs> what do you mean? What's I got, the problem? Hey, I got the paperwork. I paid for the birth. I paid the hospital yeah, bill. Right. What's the problem? Get in the casket, kid. <laughs> get, get in the casket, kid. <laughs> the name of this episode. Perfect for Halloween. The okay. child herself told investigating <laughs> investigators her siblings said the vile punishment would leave her, quote, smelling like sewage. No, that's not good. Yeah. Come on, can't you just bury me in the good part of the yard? Not by the septic Maybe tank? Maybe she's shitting herself. I mean, I would. I think I'd shit myself if someone's burying me alive. The young victim also reportedly told investigators her dad would often whip her with a belt and beat her with his arm, which has a metal rod inserted in it after he had an operation. <laughs> it just sounds like one of those uh, Batman fight scenes. <laughs> Bam! Blow! Womp. <laughs> you know, though, I just imagine this dude like raking the bars with his metal arm, like fucking big boss man, just fucking yep. walking down the hallway. Come out and play. Tick, 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 tick. Daddy's coming. <laughs> Russo told local media the allegations are that this child was beaten brutally and that the child had bruises all over her body. And oh, she was choked bitch, to the point bitch, that she had bitch. maxed out. She was buried in a hole as a punishment. She was thrown into a hole overnight. Her head was slammed off the wall and slammed off the floor. The children also reportedly told police the young girl was often choked to the point of unconsciousness. <laughs> I actually have audio of that. Okay. Okay, I don't. Uh, the victim and her siblings have reportedly been taken into foster care, and Kraft is currently being held in the Greek County Jail with a $125,000 bond. So this guy fucks with two 50-year-old ladies in a parking lot, $200,000 bond. This guy buries a child alive. 
$150,000 bond. We learn a lot about the justice system in this country. We do. A little inconsistent. Also, where's the mom in this scenario? In the hole next to the kid, I'm guessing. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. I'm like, why is there no mention of these children's mother anywhere? Is she, She's dead, what, right? A dad her. can't be a single parent, Carl? <laughs> I mean, a father can't be a single parent? <laughs> All right. Uh, a place near and dear to my heart, Blunt County, Alabama. Mm. I've been to Blunt County. It's uh, where they filmed those scenes in the uh, Bruno movie. Oh, right. With the, <laughs> Throw uh, the, the Jew down the well. No, the one with uh, Bruno, 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 where he goes out camping in Alabama with a bunch of rednecks. Mm-hmm. That was Blunt County. Got it. Okay. Got it. A 38-year-old man was arrested and charged after allegedly failing stabbing his 52-year-old living girlfriend and dismembering her body. That's not good. On Saturday, October 22nd, shortly before 5.30 p.m., a neighbor called 911 to request a welfare check at a home. At the scene, authorities reportedly found the victim, Tammy Bailey, dismembered and deceased with more than 100 stab wounds. How's she doing? uh, Didn't make it. Didn't make it. Didn't wake up from that one. (laughs) She wasn't able to wake up. Uh, I like like how in this article it says that um, she died from a major stab wound to the heart. Like, yeah, that could be fatal. Yeah. Stab wounds to the heart are oftentimes fatal. (laughs) So... This is a fucked up story. On October 21st, the couple reportedly came home from a birthday celebration trip. Mm-hmm. Fields wanted to engage in sex with his girlfriend. She oh. turned him down. So he wanted to stab her with his dick. And he stabbed her <laughs> one time. And I think that's the, the time that killed her. Then he put her in a room. He left her in a room by herself. Yeah. And he claims that he went back in there the next day and felt like he was having a bad dream and just started stabbing her again and again and again after she was already dead. That's what he fucking started stabbing her and fucking chopping her up and shit. Then he called his mom and was like, Mom, I did something horrible. Yeah. And she was like, what did you do? And he's like, ah, I don't want to tell you, but uh, maybe drop off some garbage bags, leave them on the step. I yeah. don't fucking know. I could really use some bleach. I don't know if you have any laid around the house, but that'd be amazing right now. Tammy? Oh, you <laughs> won't hear from her no more. Yeah. <laughs> She's, uh, she moved out. Yeah. Lots of boxes. She fell to pieces. She fell to pieces. She's literally to pieces over our breakup, Mom. <laughs> uh, then the mother was concerned and called the sister who lives next door to them. And the sister called and he said, I did something really bad. She went over there and, and tried to said, get in. She said, what did you do? And he was like, no, I'm not. I didn't do anything. And she starts kicking on the door. And he's like, no, don't come in here. Oh, no. And he's running around trying to hide everything. And then the cops uh, were called by the sister, and then they came in and they found Tam- what was left of Tammy Bailey. So, the scum parade. These wow. are our peeps. We always do end with a doozy, don't we? Yeah, that's not a great one. This guy not makes great. podcast hitman look sane and balanced. I want to give this guy money, too. Let's start giving money to all the people <laughs> we feature. I'm telling you, I'm putting $100 to podcast hitman on the Wheel of Consequences yeah. just because it's fucking funny. That is funny. Somebody write and tell him that, would you? Yeah, I'll write. I'll write oh, to him. by the way, yeah, your sister-in-law, <laughs> your sister-in-law got him a magazine subscription. Oh, she did. Yeah, to what? Like, like a wine bag? and culture or something like that. Wine and culture. Yeah, <laughs> he just wants wrestling and nudie bags. But yeah, okay. you could have got. Don't listen. Don't anybody buy him a, a PW Insider uh, subscription. Don't do it. You're not a fan of pro wrestling. Don't, don't give her. Don't give him any Meltzer shits. Okay. Getting a little too inside all of a sudden. Don't right now. do it. Okay. He's been a naughty boy. He's in there. He's been naughty, naughty. He does not get magazines. All right, Vinny, let's read the super chats and call it a day. You ready, buddy? Do we have super chats? No. <laughs> we don't. Okay. <laughs> Be cool if we did, though. Yeah, wouldn't it? <laughs> we do pretty good if we had super chats. We should Tucker do that. Dixon would drop a ton of cash on us every week. Dude, he's loaded, that guy. Oh, yeah. Tucker Dixon? That's what they say. That's, that's what he says. That's what he tells me. <laughs> well, folks, that is the end of this fantastic Halloween edition of The Creep Off. Uh, go listen to our last bonus episode on Patreon or on Supercast. All of you who ordered your zombie T-shirts, they all went out, and I saw a lot of you on social media got them delivered and liked Sweet. them. So awesome. Thank you for supporting. Thanks to HTB for making that happen. They did a good job, man. They got them out pretty quick for everybody. Good, good turnaround time. Good. That's and, surprising. Uh, I think we're gonna, we might do another one-run shirt at some point. Haven't decided what we're going to do yet, but 
I have some ideas. Cool. And until the next time we meet, remember, it is nice to be important. It's more important to be nice. Gagia. Drugs are bad. You shouldn't do drugs. Ciao, Bella. May your enemies be cursed in your podcast adventures.